This week on the podcast, two Christmas, two story. Christmas story. Welcome to the Magnificently Huge Podcast with your hosts, Eric Reed, Brian Kruger, and Chris Ryerson. Three idiots who decided to slap an adverb together with an adjective to bring you one magnificently huge discussion each week about the movies and pop culture we kind of like, maybe even secretly love, before we ultimately crab all over them. We're not here to save the world, we're just here to make it weirder, one podcast at a time. This is Magnificently Huge. Welcome everyone once again to the Magnificently Huge Podcast. My name is Brian, and this week my friends and Chris and Eric are going to join me for, well, we're going to watch some movies. Now, cast your mind back, it's 1983, and just released was a new Christmas movie called A Christmas Story that would go on to become a beloved classic that no one can avoid and everyone has to watch, no matter how hard they try not to. But but it was good, and it was heartwarming, and it also showed us, you know, real people with believable, familiar scenarios and the reminder that, that sometimes things are just a crummy commercial. But this year... But this year there is A Christmas Story Christmas on HBO Max, a new movie released where Peter Billingsley returns as Ralphie and some other folks do too. And honestly, that wasn't, that wasn't all. In, in, in 2012, in 2012 there was another sequel, A Christmas Story 2, with Daniel Stern from Home Alone as the old man. Yeah, that's a thing that happened. And you know what? We're not going to watch the classic. We're going to watch those two sequels, and we're going to talk about them, and it's going to be, well, it's going to be a podcast. And if you want to go straight to that part of the show, uh, check the show notes, find the timestamp. It's probably about a half an hour in. Uh, skip to that. But if you do, you're going to miss our segment called The Fresh Ship, where we talk about all the, uh, the more recent things we've been watching and doing, and you'll miss my take on Santa Claus the movie, and you wouldn't want to miss that. Anyway... Uh, if you like the show, check us out. Go to our website. It's maghuge.com, M-A-G-H-U-G-E.com. There you can find links to our Twitter feed, our Facebook, our Instagram, and you can also find a link to email us, magnificentlyhuge at gmail.com. As always, uh, you know, we'd like to grow the show, so share it uh, on your social media feeds. Subscribe to the podcast. Give us a rating on iTunes. Why not? You got anything better to do? Of course you don't. It's Christmas time. Snuggle up with some hot cocoa. Listen to a podcast. And try not to shoot your eye out, you filthy animals. Yeah, let's do this. So which one of you am I supposed to be upset at for this week's show? Me. Uh, Me. You'll shit <laughs> Why would your you eye be out. upset? You... You Scrooge, you humbug. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's it's, why. What do you have against Actually, Christmas? Actually, if I look at the Slack history, Eric raised this one first. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but yeah. I, no just, but I glommed onto it hard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, God, uh, I just, but yeah, mm. thank, thanks to Eric, I, I now know that there's a, a Christmas Story 2 from 2012, yeah. and I, I did not need to know that, and so I think we're going to get <laughs> mad at you for bringing that little turd up. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, so, so in, in the just, end, it's all my fault. I get it. Usually. <laughs> no, no. I think, I think we're all at fault. We all, we all agreed. There was unanimity here. We, we should own it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. Friends, if you're listening to the podcast and you came for the Christmas story stuff, check the show notes <clears> for the timestamps because we, we do a bunch of stuff before that. And, you know... If you really just want to hear that, it's probably about a half hour or so in or yeah. something. But yeah, check the show notes. Yeah. But uh, um, maybe maybe we should do our introductions first. Belatedly. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm Chris. I'm Brian. I'm Eric. Fresh it. This shit is fresh. Oh, shit. That is fresh. This stuff is really fresh. Oh, he said fresh <laughs> shit. The yeah, segment where we talk about new stuff. Guys, let's jam. Here we are. I was telling Brian earlier, apologies, I got a, I got a five-pack-a-day voice right now because uh, a little bit of laryngitis is set in with the weather uh, change, so I'm going to bull through as best I can. Appreciate you. All right. Okay. All right. Cool. Guys, have I got some fresh shit for you? Have you? Do it. Is, okay. it, is it steaming fresh shit? Oh, I, well, this is a movie, all right? This, is a, <laughs> this is, comes to us 
from the cinematographer of the all-time classic Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the composer of the Pink Panther, Harry Mancini, the director of Supergirl, an Alexander and Ilya Salkine production, I finally watched for the first time Santa Claus the movie. John John Lithgow's finest moment. John Lithgow and Dudley Moore and yeah, yeah um, this he, is this is also my fault. Does he play uh, a? Does Dudley Moore play a drunk elf in that? I can't remember. He, he plays an elf. He plays an yeah. elf. Yeah. yeah. Um. So here's the thing about Santa Claus the movie, right? It's it's got all the production value of Superman three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, having been made shortly thereafter, um. Santa Claus the movie, my god. Um, I'll, I'll explain how I came to find a way through this movie that really works for me. And that is, like I said, I've never seen this before, but the first thing that happens within the first couple of minutes is that Santa and Mrs. Claus freeze to death and die. Okay? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's It's him and two of the reindeer... And then he hit, and then like the Christ star comes and builds him a fortress of solitude, and Dudley Moore and the elves <laughs> drag him in and explain, This is your home now. You'll live forever. And I'm like, Oh, he's in hell. Okay. <laughs> or is so he? then, at least they didn't Burgess party Meredith that shit. comes out as the oldest elf and explains to him that, that he can do Christmas in one night because one night is forever. Yeah, because he's in hell. Was, and this was makes Burgess, the whole movie make sense. Was Burgess <laughs> Meredith doing a penguin in that one? Yeah. No. Yeah, no, Claus, he's yeah. like, he's just old. Okay. <laughs> he's just super old. Um, uh, you know, I, but, full disclosure, I've still never seen this movie in its entirety because it's just so not you know what i mean i can't it, i can't it is, do it. i can't you do not need to see this movie okay but but if you do just remember it only makes sense if you realize that santa is in internal damnation yeah and it it it's much more enjoyable that way no they there's a scene where santa nearly crashes his sled into the world trade center <laughs> right uh, which plays a little differently than it did in 1985 <laughs> Um wow. Wow. And and John Lithgow's character is this evil toy maker like he literally makes teddy bears stuffed with broken glass in this movie and <laughs> once Dudley Moore's elf like gets corrupted and into his thing he decides he's going to actually make Christmas 2 the sequel in March so that he can sell more <laughs> stuff. <laughs> It's, I forgot it's all of this. It's the worst movie. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. It, it's it's so boring. And, I mean, they put all of this lavish set decoration and effort and the music, and they, they put all this production value into a non-existent script. And the last shot, the final thing we get. So Dudley Moore's been making these candies that that have the same sparkly stuff that make the reindeer fly which which I say are hot coals that they feed the reindeer in hell but anyway it's got the sparkly not, stuff in it they're not edibles well they kind of are but okay. they let you fly you see and then yeah, John yeah, edibles. Like, ODs on, on these edibles and the last shot wow. of Santa Claus the movie is John Lithgow being lifted into orbit into the vacuum of space, screaming in terror as he flies into the space. Merry Christmas, everyone. And then in hell. And then he comes out of a wall saying, curse you, Buckaroo Bonsai. (laughs) And then (laughs) the adventure Lizardo, yeah. Uh, So, which is comparatively better? uh, Santa Claus the movie or Superman for the quest for peace? Oh, Gosh. Well, um, the one has the Golan Globus charm to it, right? I mean, it's still that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll, okay, I'll give you that. I like, like the idea I that mean, the, the Suskinds made two, you know, S-character the movies movies. Yeah. Right? Not to be confused with uh, Santa Claus the Lunchbox yeah. or Santa Claus the <laughs> Blanket. <laughs> it's Santa Claus the movie. 
be great if they, if it started with an elf like running through the subways and then you know getting yeah. pushed onto the tracks. Ah, uh, I mean, well, like, yeah, it is. Like it needs. There, a, there's even a scene where where like Dudley Moore leaves the North Pole and he's walking away, and his name is Patch, and I'm like, "Bye, Patch. Hope you find your dad." You know, it's it's a fun movie to MST3K. <laughs> oh, good lord. Um, like, is this? The, is yeah, it, the, am I right in remembering that it like basically? takes place over the course of several Christmases and then you get yeah to, yeah yeah it's that that would definitely push the afterlife thing if like every waking moment it's Christmas again yeah it pretty much is that's yeah. the thing and like there's this homeless kid that Santa befriends but he never does anything about his homelessness situation and neglects to give the kid a present <laughs> for several years and when he finally gets around to it he whittles him like a little carving out a piece of wood and gives it to this kid in 1985 yeah. it's like if I'm a kid in 1985 and I get a hand whittled piece of wood I'm like I mean thanks it, you know <laughs> I mean it yeah. makes you wonder why they did I mean I I can I know why they did it cuz it's you know Make money at the box office, but uh, I cannot recall any live-action movie about Santa Claus that's any good. Like none of them. Ooh, that's so a challenge. It's a, so it's oh. a weird. It's a weird. Uh, Wait a minute. Uh, genre. Elf. That's not about yeah. Santa Claus. Yeah. That's not about. Oh, Santa but Claus. about Santa Claus. Okay, right. Where Santa Claus is like the main thing, like like the Tim Allen, the Santa Claus, like one through Mir- 50 Miracle or on Thirty Fourth Street. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't buy Santa Claus as a character. You know what I mean? It's just, it's tough. <laughs> it's ooh, tough. Ooh, I don't believe it. Has. Oh, I don't believe we, in we Santa We still Claus. need to see Violent Night, which just came out, which is about <laughs> yeah, Santa as a fucking John Wick thug. I, I, I am Doing so Doing a diehard. Yeah. Oh, it's, fuck, yeah. It's literally Santa does a diehard. Yeah. Right? If yeah. he fights Krampus, anyway. I'm all over it. If he fights Krampus, that's all I'm going to say. He, he fights right. John Leguizamo. <laughs> who's Which also a John Wick getting there so yeah yeah okay there you go anyway uh, um so yeah did, did you see this Santa in the Claus theater the movie. you saw this in the theater no no this is okay. uh it right. was on Hulu I think or HBO I don't know it was, was on Disney it? Plus we were we're, okay. we're digging into all these Christmas movies this year because why not and and yeah, now I'm now I'm full on there. I'm like we're we're firing up all kinds of garbage. Yeah. We didn't make it 15 minutes into a Christmas movie, Christmas, which is a movie about some people who wake up stuck in one of those crappy Hallmark Christmas movies. Like it should have been funny and a good piss take on that, except that it it, it, it really is unwatchable. It sounds like yeah. punching low. Sounds like if it's, it's punching low. If it's that same team that has you know, made billions or hundreds, at least, off of movies that are cult with movie in the title, like a horror movie or not another teen movie, or if it's that thing, I can see it yeah. sucking. No, no, I mean, it was it was actually just basically another one of those Hallmark Christmas movies. Like it didn't transcend it by knowing that it was making fun of oh. them. It just was that bad. Yeah, and like in the same way that I couldn't make it through Eight Bit Christmas last year because like if we had made a drinking game out of it, and every time they said Nintendo in that in that uh, movie, it would have de- died. This one, the word is Christmas. Like, just the sheer number of utterances of the word Christmas in the first ten minutes. Just, no, no, <laughs> well, no. Well, if, you, if you're going to go down that uh, rabbit hole of masochism, uh, let me know if you watch no. the, the Lohan Falling for Christmas on Netflix. Oh, no, I'm not. Okay. I'm not. Okay. I, I think we're going to try and, and notch, r- crank up the, the quality a notch here because, <laughs> okay. yeah, this is, this is masochism. Yeah, yeah. This show, anyway, we're proving Christmas got? movies suck. Yeah. Christmas movies <laughs> suck <laughs> unless they include Christmas. John McClane. Uh, I'm still, uh, say what you will, Die Hard is not a fucking Christmas movie. And if you tell okay, me Okay, I'll is, say it. Die Hard is a Christmas no. movie. It no, is not I'll say what movie. I will. I will say what yeah. I will. And it is a yeah. Christmas movie. It is not a Christmas movie. It's a movie totally set at Christmas, Christmas, Christmas but it's movie. not a Christmas movie. Movie no. about Christmas. No. About no. the giving spirit. No. About about being naughty and being nice. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> I have a machine gun. See? Motherfucker. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're wrong, but that's cool. That's cool. Whatever. All <laughs> okay. right. We have a whole podcast about that. That's the Christmas adjacent uh, <laughs> yeah. movies, which I think we reran last week. Anyway. What have you guys got this this week? For well, I don't know if I can top Santa Claus the fucking movie, man. That's tough. <laughs> That's tough. Uh, 
I did sit down and start watching that that Wednesday show on Netflix just for shits yep. and giggles. Yep. The okay. the pseudo Tim Burton reimagining of Wednesday Adams, which is basically just uh, like a Harry Potter redux, right? In some weird Adams Family universe. Yeah, and it's with got, some great like, chas- casting choices. There are some good casting choices, but the only reason I'm really watching it is for uh, Fred Armisen as Uncle Fester, who has yet yeah. to show up, and I'm like halfway through. I'm like, God, this okay. is like, that's like the biggest carrot dangle in the history of Netflix shows for me. But I'm going to keep doing it. But it's like, basically, Tim Burton directed the first four episodes, and it's very Tim Burton. Like, I'm like, okay, well, there he's drawn from Edward Scissorhands, and there's Sleepy Hollow, and then, you know, there's some Beetlejuice ah. and this and that. It's like, he, he just can't not crib from his own stuff now and it's so but, weird to me to watch that i've been watching it i'm kind of i'm kind of interested in it but i'm interested in it in a something going on in the background while i do other shit kind exactly. of exactly that mm. but that tends to be the uh, the analysis that i've read online for most of it it's yeah like but i don't Netflix, find but, any of it yeah. to be uh tim burtony I, I i think it's like really i miss the tim burtonness it's like there is no like life to it it's just it, he's cribbing you're right but it's like there's no well, yeah. i don't know i mean activity I'm not saying there's no like, there's nothing yeah. to it it's i'm not saying slow. it's like it's, a wacky tim burton jam it's just you can see where he's like when tarantino cribs from all the 70s exploitation stuff this is like burton drawing from all of his past projects yeah. to kind of inject some oomph into it because otherwise, it's fairly flat. Yeah, and it's yeah. Kind I mean, of what it's the thing it's closest to is Miss Peregrine's home yeah, for peculiar exactly. children or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would have said um, Dark Shadows. It's like the, the same Shadows kind definitely. of that, yeah, the same kind of attempt at wackiness that's not there. The sort of I don't know, like like somebody who thinks they used to like gothy shit, but in yeah. actuality doesn't anymore. That's yeah. it's just yeah. yeah. So I here's just, the thing for me though, right? Like this this is a show. I actually am meeting it on its terms. This is a show that centers on Wednesday Adams, and it's basically if you like the character of Wednesday Adams, you're in for the show, right? Right. Jenna Ortega owns it, right? Like she is a great Wednesday Adams, and she delivers all of her rejoinders with that deadpan look, and she almost never blinks. Well, I don't that know yeah, she's actually Burton. able to move her eyes around without blinking. I've seen some interviews. Yeah, she said that uh, that was a, a style choice that Burton sort of had her do after they were filming for a bit. And so she said mm. it got very painful because she wouldn't blink during scenes and then her eyes would start watering and they would have to, you know, pick up again. So yeah, that's oh, a, geez. that's a conscious thing. Yeah. Her, My only beef is, I mean, she's very good in it, but uh, it's, she's not really bringing anything new. We've seen this from Christina yeah. Ricci already and it's just not a pr- an iteration of the character that's uh, adding anything new for me, I guess. I don't know. Hmm. She she basically bitches out her mom, and her mom sheds a tear over this. That's not the Adams family. She bitches no. out her mom, and then her her mom goes, "Oh, honey, you're a woman now." That's the Adams family. <laughs> they don't yeah. quite get their material. And uh, by the way, her roommate is the single worst actress I've seen all year. I mean, just <laughs> goddamn, Jesus. Well, you I, know. I, I was like, okay, this this Jenny, Jenny, Jenna, Jenny or Jenna, Jenna, or, Jenna. Ortega. She's maybe twenty four, twenty five. This girl is thirteen, but no, they're both twenty. Hmm. Interesting choice. Yeah. yeah, she she just comes across as a new Luna Lovegood to me. Yeah, like she's yeah, it's, so similar to the Luna Lovegood portrayal in the well, Harry yeah. Potter. It's and that's just it. You watch it, and you're like, you know, Nevermore Academy. Okay, Hogwarts. Ha ha. Yeah. Uh, you've got the big bad walking around and then you've got all the sort of the parallel characters it's just this movie would not exist without harry potter by way of riverdale by way of sabrina the teenage witch all these new sort of reimaginings and so that's where it really falls flat for me because it's just you could have done so much with this concept and this is what we get so it's it's serviceable but it's definitely just you know lowest common denominator widest net kind of thing and it's just you know whatever and Avina Lynch knew what she was doing with Luna Lovegood. This lady, I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> yeah. Perky. So, so anyway. I mean, it's the, the big, big giant hit for Netflix. Good for them. But it's just, we're going to open the floodgates for all kinds of 
side character reimaginings now. I guarantee oh. it. Oh, actually, no. They're they're making other spinoff projects. They are sort of making the Adams Family universe, if you will. Mm. Yeah. I wish they wouldn't. I wish they wouldn't. There's no. I need. do too. But that's what they're doing. I. It's going to be horrible. <laughs> but there it is. Yeah. I mean, shit. I wish they would do something <laughs> like a like a horror hard R reimagining of like Blue's Clues or something. I think that would be more interesting than, than this. <laughs> oh whatever. God. In 20 years, Bloomhouse will definitely try and option that. <laughs> right. So, I mean, they did it with the, the Chris, banana split. So yeah, maybe. No, there's, there's a, there's a horror heart R Winnie the Pooh movie coming out. This yeah, year. I saw that. Get yeah. the uh, fuck yeah, out of here. Really? I am. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, it like went Pooh public domain. And so they're just immediately went oh, there. Yes. Yeah. It's Something not went into bear. the public domain. Finally, yeah. finally. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, but it's it's not cocaine bear. It's just Winnie the Pooh like axe wheeling or some weirdness. Yeah. yeah. Like better. Yeah. It it looks stupid. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Be careful what you wish for. But anyway, yeah, I've been been buying my time with some uh Wednesday and uh it's it's okay. It's okay. So take that. Eric. All right. Eric, bring us home. Uh, I saw uh, She Said, which is a journalism movie about journalism, yeah. where journalists Riveting. journalize. It's very journalizing. <laughs> the journalizations of this journalism movie, it's very journalism-y. Uh, uh, does it, yeah, journalism, it, does if it, you didn't know, is a thing they used to do where they would print the facts of the day onto paper. Yeah. And then a kid would throw it into a puddle in front of your house. And, and, then, uh, and then dance a jig while he sang a yeah. song. Yeah, and he'd use the money to, like, uh, buy crank that he would then sell and turn into (laughs) his new job. I don't know. Uh, She said uh, it's about Harvey Weinstein's uh, trial in the New York Times uh, before he actually got Mm -hmm. arrested. And it's exactly everything you think it is, you know? (laughs) Bunch of shitty people with, you know, like getting found out by these two reporters who were working the story. And uh, I, I don't know. It's if you saw all the president's men, you know that that was a bad journalism movie because they don't do any journalism. They just talk about what an asshole Nixon is, and then they type on typewriters, and then the credits roll. This is actually the A to B to C to D steps they took to you know get this fucker. Yeah, I I got I got the impression from a review I read that that's basically it's marketed as the the you know the Me Too movement movie, but really it's a movie about getting these people to go on the record. Yeah, yeah, and right? the the lengths to so. which these these two women go to get the story, but at the same time they're still living their lives. It's not like you know any other journalism movie and quotes where. They're like checking their rearview mirror to see if someone's in the backseat with a knife. It's it's nothing like that. It's just, you know, well, Mr. Weinstein knows he has like a problem. A really? You want to expand on that? No, I don't want to expand on that at all. Yeah. You asshole, well, get away from me. Here's the problem with the, the title. When it, when it started getting marketed, I immediately thought that they Lisa had Loeb. remade... He, I, he said, see shit, she said, with Kevin Bacon and Elizabeth Perkins... From like yeah. ninety one, I thought it was that, and then when I saw what it was no, really it's about, like one went, character oh. spin off of that movie on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, she said. I, yeah, I thought you were gonna go with the Lisa Loeb song because that kept popping into my head every time I was yeah. told this is what we were gonna see tonight. Yeah, or or uh, just call the movie that. That because she says, yeah, get it. I you know I I want to see this movie. Should I should I go watch it, Eric? You don't need a, a movie screen for it. I'll say that. It's good. Okay. It's well done. It's a grown-up movie. Uh, and, oh, by the Yay. way, oh, another thing to watch for, the number of really great stylistic ways to shoot somebody talking on a cell phone. Because it happens so much that they were like, <laughs> we can't do the same shot. You know, at one point, she's standing on a stair- in a stairwell that has a window background, so you can see you know, the streets of New York right behind her. And it's like, God, I, I was watching going, oh, what a beautifully composed shot. Oh yeah. That's because this is the 47th time someone's talked on a cell phone and you know, it, it's only the first half hour. This is going to be nothing, but people talking on cell phones. I wonder if there phone. are any stairwells in New York that can actually look out onto the street. Oh shit. No, <laughs> they, they shot this in the New York <laughs> times building. And when you look at it, okay. you go, Oh fuck. Every, 
every room in this place looks at the streets of New York City. It's actually, I was really getting into the architecture of this building. That's how much this movie uh, was, you know, <laughs> running like gangbusters. It was, there was, there was, they, there were no, uh, d- there were no Death Star runs in this movie. It was like pretty, pretty slow going. It, it sounds like the feel-good holiday hit of the winter to me. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. I, I, yeah, I I don't know. I think they, they probably should have called it Take That Fucker, because by the end of it, that's what I was really... I'm telling you, it's a well-made movie, it's a grown-up movie, it's not a fast-paced movie, but by the end, you're like, oh, Harvey Weinstein, you should just be fed into a meat grinder, you fuck. <laughs> I like the fact that his peen has kind of rotted off from uh, diabetes. That makes me feel good. Oh, thanks for that, sir. Would it be yeah. better as like a, a Hallmark movie? Like the the woman goes to the small town and runs into her would-be <laughs> serial abuser. <laughs> la, and la, makes la. him a nice guy. Oh, wait, no, no, oh. wait. It's either either he, yeah, she, she has to kill him, like breaking into her house, or he, he has to come to her saying, I was wrong, and then they yeah. have like a whirlwind romance. Now, oh, no, no, I they, like they, it better do, this uh, way. They they do like a a holiday version of I spit on your grave with Harvey Weinstein as the <laughs> the object uh, of the revenge. That's oh, what this is do. getting bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what they need. yeah it's just turn, step away from the jokes. Oh. Step away. Ah, uh, happy holidays, sir. Wow. Uh, so that was yes. your yeah that was your feel good movie of the week, Eric. Yeah. Really? Sure. Interesting. Did you I do gotta, anything I, that I'm tired of like coming on here with podcasts and and YouTube things just because I can't get Disney Plus to work on my TV correctly. So I went to a theater. You There's... have an Xbox, use it. And yeah. it doesn't fucking work because my wife buys the subscriptions <laughs> through a Roku and yeah, ba 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 ba. I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> and yet you could pull up Netflix and Hulu and whatever else. Right. Yeah, on the main TV. If I can get her to be into it, we watch it. <clears throat> okay, I like, got you. Okay, I okay. I basically so, a dog fell asleep on my lap, so I couldn't get up from the couch, and that's how I watched Endor. <laughs> and or <laughs> and or. Yeah. Oh, was that was that a segue into talking about Andor? I could. Or, I I think I it's mean, quite good. I I watched the first. I don't know how many episodes in I am, but it's it is a grown up telling of this story it it's mm-hmm. okay yeah it's drier but it's also not written for a 12 year old it's no it's got stakes i i i buy the characters uh and i like the the palace intrigue of all of this yeah because I mean, with star wars it always just sort of happens you know it's like we've been we've been in the middle of this shit for a while the, the prequels were supposed to explain how this started, but they jammed through it so fast that it's like, no, no. Right. We could we could we could have explored this more and Anakin's hard on less, you know? Yeah. I mean it it reads like sort of fan fiction almost. It's like someone just decided to run with the stuff that's in the you background. Know, you know the funny thing about fan fiction, it's usually better because that's yeah. somebody who loves the material. <laughs> So I don't think that's a bad thing. No, but for me, the problem is it's, uh, they call it Andor, but I feel like that's a misnomer because he's barely in a large chunk of this thing. He's sort of the, the thread that, that pulls all of this intrigue together, but it's like every episode is like a different type of movie story. It's like, it goes from like the, the, I don't know, the freedom fighter to like the weird, uh, spy heist yeah. to like it's a prison drama to like this and then by the end uh, of yeah. the series I, he like almost disappears completely it's so weird well don't don't spoil the i don't know end. about I'm, that i still got one episode yeah. to go yeah i don't know about that i don't know like beyond what i've watched i have watched it go through several different iterations and i think the reason for that is <clears throat> it's not genre fiction if right. it was trying to be a heist movie it would be a heist movie if it was trying to be it's not it's like all of these different things are happening to propel a single story so that doesn't bother me you know yeah. it's basically like if we had a tv show where one thing happens for 12 episodes i might call that uh obi-wan but if it was something that's you know taking a lot of different turns and does a lot of different things i like that i don't i don't yeah. see that as a weakness 
No, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. No. I'm enjoying it, and it's the the best Star Wars show apart from Mandalorian. But uh, well, it, it's again, just, it's because it's not trying, it's not trying to be a big pile of fan service, and it's not trying to be a movie. It's trying to be a TV show, yeah. and so it's taking its sweet time. It's yeah, it's got multiple characters in multiple locations covering a wide range of things. Oh, hey, it's in a galaxy, not like in a room. And that's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and yeah, they, they do this amazing job of infusing every scene with tension. Like, it's just tension all the time, right? Yeah. And they, they pull it off. Um, you know, sometimes that's just gotten from the stillness. But watching Genevieve O'Reilly, who George Lucas did cast as Mon Mothma back in uh, Revenge of the Sith, um, actually get to play a character and do interesting work and and she has to be this politician and she's so good at at putting on the mask of the politician and then showing only as much of her real feelings as her character can allow in any given context yeah. and yeah her she's mm. giving a great performance i was i, think I wasn't I... really like dedicated to the idea i wasn't even going to watch this show until on youtube somebody played the clip of stellan skarsgard uh, his his monologue on sacrifice. Look it up. Yeah. That that yeah, alone yeah. made me go. I am the fuck in. This is this yeah. is so like this is so well, well done and so not Star Wars. So not yeah. George Lucas that I was like, I yeah, yeah. What I enjoy most about it is the fact that uh, they explore how uber fascist the Empire really is, which I think you only get peripherally in the actual movies. I mean, yeah, Empire bad, but so many people fixate on like Stormtroopers and Darth Vader and they lose the whole idea that this is a fascist regime running this galaxy. Yeah. And so this one really nails it home because you've got like the secret police and the whole nine yards. It's like, this is not good stuff, man. I can understand why the rebellion mm -hmm. happens now. You know, you yeah. don't just take I it on face value. You're like, okay, I totally get it now. So, yeah. And part of the problem yeah. is like at the time that Star Wars first came out, we didn't really have a concept that we would ever have a fascism problem here in the United States. And now yeah. everyone knows we do. It's not even a joke. It's, it's, you know, <laughs> right. it's yeah. the reality. It's like, we're not even talking about fascism anymore. We're talking about Republicans. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> so it's written by Tony Gilroy. He wrote all the episodes and he also wrote Rogue One. Um, Which is and, also yeah, brilliant. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. He can write all the Star Wars he wants. Like, this right? guy's killing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Agreed. Get it away yeah. from J.J. Abrams for sure. Right. Or maybe do the DC thing and, like, let everybody have their own little fiefdom. You know, everybody does their own thing, but it's not the only truth. Right. The problem with Marvel is they had they they managed to make, you know, like, a single truth exist for every project. And so it's like eating the same meal over and over. Yeah, agreed. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So shall shall we shall we get to it? I yeah. think just so. Just one more I thing. Got... One more thing yeah. before we yeah. leave this. Scarsguard. Okay. Scarsguard. I wanted to say it again. I just wanted to say <laughs> okay. it again. Is all. Scarsguard. Scarsguard. <laughs> all right. Okay. That's the fresh shit. Okay, so the original plan, the original plan was to do two shows, a show on A Christmas Story 2 and a show on A Christmas Story Christmas. Yeah, which is just That would have been brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Because I neither is worth I, after, watching. After yeah. watching A Christmas Story 2, I'm like, I don't want to do a whole show on just this. Yeah. And <laughs> but we next were all week, in agreement. But next week, we are watching uh, My Summer Story with... Uh, <laughs> Charles Grodin and no, we're yeah. not. No, we're not. <laughs> okay, so so yeah, everybody has seen whether they wanted to or not. Just just for sheer unavoidability, everybody has seen the 1983 A okay. Christmas Story, yeah. Yeah. written and narrated by Gene Shepard, or, or at least adapted from his his writings, and starring Peter Billingsley as Ralphie, and a kid who grows reason, up in the 40s who wants a Red Ryder shotgun. And the various Christmas time adventures he goes through. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't is, seen it, yeah. it's kind of almost an indie film that nobody saw and then just became something everybody was talking about and went and saw. And then 20, 30 years later, 
became a marketing juggernaut. So you go to Kohl's yeah. and you see yeah. 50,000 fucking is, Christmas story things. Which, like, I just, this is the, back, the backdrop. I love a Christmas story because not so much that it's an, an amazing Christmas movie. It's, it's good, uh, but it gets to the core of what Christmas is for a kid. I think it nails it. But it's yeah, also from the yeah. director of Black Christmas and Porky's. And it's his fucking <laughs> Porky's. And that just always makes me laugh knowing that. Uh, but yeah. then it's got Darren, Darren McGavin as the dad, the old man, uh, who was, you know, Kolchak the Night Stalker. And then Melinda Dillon is the mom. <laughs> and she was... Uh, the like the the mom who lost her kid in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, but she's also in Slapshot, and she's Hanrahan's wife. And if you've never if you've ever seen Slapshot, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And there's that realization as you watch Christmas Story, watching this like pure motherly figure, and then you're like, holy shit, that's the woman that slept <laughs> with Paul Newman in Slapshot, and it's like boom, all bets are off. So there's so much going on with the Christmas Story that I love, and I will sit down and watch. Not the entirety anymore, but it's on 24-7 heading into the season, so you can catch it whenever. And so I'll watch bits yeah. and pieces here and there until collectively every year I've seen mm. the whole movie. So that's for years, you know, what I was going For into. years, people were like, I wonder why they never made a sequel to A Christmas Story. I mean, for years, people were saying mm-hmm. that. And then out of nowhere, somebody got, <laughs> got the keys to a movie camera. And oh, God. It seems From like the a makers. few sequels were made now. Yeah. It's I, out of nowhere, you know, because yeah. it's not just these two we're going to talk about. There was the A Christmas Story musical with uh, 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 Ferris Bueller, and uh, there was oh, what? What? Oh yeah, that's right. A summer my my summer Christmas my summer vacation story, which is kind of a yeah. sequel. It's it's like yeah, the same writer, same director. It's 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 got the same DNA as the original movie, at least. Yeah, there's like, but none of that stuff based off of Gene Shepard writings like ever came close to. Mm-mm. That was the one with Charles Grodin, wasn't it? Yeah, the, yeah. the Harry yeah. Steen version. Yeah, yeah. None, yeah. none of it comes anywhere near a Christmas story in terms of you know people actually wanting to to like it. Like a Christmas story became popular, I think, at the same time and for the same reason as the Prairie Home Companion and the Lake Wobegon stuff. It was like this <laughs> this Midwestern nostalgia thing yeah. for my parents' generation. It's and weird. having grown up exposed to so many of them, you know, it, it felt genuine. It's right? a weird right. kind of lightning to try to get to strike twice. Which, yeah. yeah. And then, so, 2012, here we have Straight to Video uh, from the makers of the Flintstones movie and Jingle All the Way. Uh, the most unnecessary sequel that nobody asked for ever, A Christmas Story 2. It was just terrible. Oh, wow. And I said, okay. the entire I think somebody thing. needs to make the movie. Daniel Stern will, uh, will, you know, put a stick in his ass and dance around like a chicken if you pay him enough. You know, yeah. That would be like the full title <laughs> of the movie. Basically, yeah, yeah. Oh. So Daniel Stern steps into the... So, ostensibly the role of the old man although this character is unrecognizable from from hey, the previous yeah one and and we have well no the real dick here we have ralphie as a 16 year old oh he's a perv and <laughs> yeah. making ralphie a 16 year old makes him the most entitled prick who yeah. just wants a car and wants to get the girl and he i mean yeah. i suppose I suppose that there's some accuracy in 16-year-olds being that self-centered, but it doesn't make for a good Christmas movie, There's hardly and it really any, doesn't make for a good yeah, sequel. There's so much not Christmas in A Christmas Story 2 as yeah. to make it almost a misnomer <laughs> that it's a Christmas story. No, it's not. It's not. It just happens to be in December about a kid who wants a car and then fucks it up and has to get a job to pay for the the damages, blah, blah, blah. It's like... This could be a Happy Days episode, as far as I'm concerned, and a bad one at that. So, oh, yeah. it's 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 awful. It, every it, everything it tries to lift from the original Christmas story, it lifts the wrong things. Right. It's lifting like the outline and not the sentiment, and not the the believability, and not yeah. the 
the anything, it's just lifting like, okay, we're going to scratch out Red Rider BB gun and we're going to replace it with car. Yeah. And, and the whole thing I wrote, it's like a bad cover band, but actually I scratched that out and said, no, actually it's like a band that's doing nostalgia that wasn't alive during the time they're doing nostalgia <laughs> exactly, for. Exactly, yeah. Because, like, so, they're trying to do a Christmas story, but they have no idea what makes it tick. Well, here's the deal. If you if you look at the credits, it's directed by Brian Levant, and he did the Flintstones movie with Goodman, John Goodman, which is just terrible on so many levels. He also did Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger, another terrible, terrible Christmas movie. It's like how he will direct man... Daniel Stern yeah. with a stick in his ass. Will do anything for money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A Christmas Story <laughs> two part four is what they'll end up with. But it's just ah, oh, it's terrible. This is like a Christmas Story two. When I was watching it, I'm like, this is the Jingle All the Way two of Christmas Vacation twos. It's just fucking terrible. <laughs> It's just no reason well, for this it, it to exist. It actually keeps trying to be elf. Like, yeah. it's literally lifting jokes, like the perfume in the face joke or insulting Santa Claus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hijinks. No, it, hijinks. It's trying to be elf. And that's just it. It's all just hijinks stuff, right? The, the, the characters get jobs at Higby's, and it's just endless yeah. slapstick disconnected vignettes, and they, it's just dumb. And yeah. I kept thinking, Everything you know, about it. I, 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 during the, the band scene, I, I kept actually hearing things like, and there she was, you know, Dracula Got Rats, or whatever weird name they gave that girl, and he, uh, all I wanted was her mouth on my dick. It's like, the whole thing is him being pervy, and I was like, he wants a car? He doesn't want a car. Yeah. <laughs> He's got something else going on. This whole movie, he's just perving out. Yeah. It's almost like yeah. they, they the makers watched Diner. And just went, tried to go with that vibe and then fucked it mm. up. Which or they heard that the original director directed Porky's and they were like, what's yeah. that? And they went and watched Porky's said, yeah, let's make this. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, yeah, there's just no payoff at all. It's like he, like the premise is he's, he's trying to make the money to fix the damages for the car that he wants because his old man won't pay for it to teach him a lesson. And then... By the end, he's short because he suddenly has a change of heart and uses some of the money to help a homeless family, like just tacked on at the end. And then the car dealer just decides to forgive the debt anyway. It's like there's no payoff at all anywhere in this movie. It was just so lazy. And then by the end, he still gets the car and then Drusilla shows up and then like becomes a thing it's like the, what the f this is no it's lazy yeah. lazy lazy there's lazy, a great lazy. i'm sure there's a great cut scene in there where he goes home and he tells his dad he decided not to press charges no thanks to you you know you yeah, could have really. you could have helped me out you could have <laughs> given me a, a, that extra dollar instead of making me you know homosexually gang rape my friend to get that one dollar out yeah. of his pants well they kept then they, they, they have a fight and he, they yeah. beat on each other and that's how the old man dies yeah because Ralphie accidentally pushes him back against uh, a board that has a nail going through it, and he runs away, and they, yeah. the mom helps him cover it up. I'm, I'm writing a better movie already, and it's not even a very good one. <laughs> yeah, it's not, but it's, yeah. Well, they kept showing, like, the mom has the, the can of money that she's just sort of, like, procuring from stealing change and uh -huh. whatnot from the dad embezzlement yeah yeah the, she's like embezzling because 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 women can't get jobs and don't have rights back in that yeah. day so yeah. it's like I, I at some point they, it's almost like they were telegraphing that yeah okay well sure then the mom's gonna help ralphie out right nope nope <laughs> no can do it's like these parents are terrible fucking people <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is awful but then i looked i'm like why does that mom look so familiar i looked it up this is gonna blow your mind guys the mother is played by the actress Stacey Travis, who, if you remember the movie Hardware, she was the artist girlfriend who created the oh, monsters. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my I was God. Like, what? Yeah. I'm like, mind Deep blown. Cuts. Mind is <laughs> no, blown. Shit. So if you haven't seen Hardware, also a much better movie than A Christmas Story 2. I will tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so, oh, don't, no point I for mean, this. Yeah, this. No point. No, no point. And they and they do the dumb the dumb fan servicey callbacks. They put Ralphie in a dumb outfit. They even bring back the damn leg lamp. Like they just have they don't have any ideas. Yeah, I mean, this thing sucks. It even sucks. They even go to the uh, the Chinese restaurant. Like he pays for the homeless yeah. family to have dinner. And this, I was like, oh, this movie had don't. this movie had to have been greenlit while there were still blockbusters. And they because this doesn't have an audience. 
The yeah. only purpose for this is to be pressed onto several thousand uh, uh, videotapes or DVDs and sold yeah. to blockbuster chains because nobody's yeah. going to watch it. Oh, it's and, and, and it'll say things like, like yeah. starring yeah. Daniel Stern, star of City Slickers, you know, like he was the only person <laughs> in it. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, Bob Fenster watch- says, what a great movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh so, my God. So the way I experienced this, I, I, I started with A Christmas Story 2. And I got about a half hour into it, and I'm like, "Nope, no, I'm, I'm not." I, I told my wife, I'm like, "I'm not, I'm not subjecting you to the rest <laughs> of this. I'm gonna finish this movie, but you do not have to sit here and watch it." And so, like the next day, we actually watched a Christmas Story Christmas, and then I came back and finished Christmas Story two on my own time. Were you lost? Um, Were you lost at all? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I did see them all. Oh boy, you know, a I'm Christmas s- Story Christmas. I'm Should gonna, we go there? Yeah, I was going to say that's a great transition because if you watch Christmas Story 2 first, like I did, like you did, uh-huh. mm-hmm. it, it, it helps make uh, a Christmas Story Christmas not as bad because it does alleviate. Yeah, it it's does the kind act of thing sort you, of a, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's the kind of movie you watch and you go, it's not as bad as anything else I could be watching right now. And you know that because you just watched something worse. Yeah, it, it definitely is, makes uh, a Christmas Story christmas uh easier to go down it's like almost like christmas story 2 is sort of a palliative of of, of sorts because it is so Mm -hmm. terrible and sets the bar so tremendously low that it's like well as unnecessary sequels go let's make another sequel but let's ignore the unnecessary sequel and just call it our own but we're gonna give it the so this thing we're gonna give it the dumbest title ever (laughs) a christmas story christmas Christmas. story christmas okay story yeah yeah Christmas. I, I thought that was Peter a nice Billingsley. kind of p- uh, poke at the self-consciousness of making another sequel of this movie. Yeah, <laughs> I, winky, I winky. thought it was a little meta, but that was just the beginning of me making a better movie than what they did. <laughs> P- I mean, Peter Billingsley yeah. is back as Ralphie as an adult, and he pretty much, the actor pretty much willed this thing into existence. Like, he's the producer, he helped write it, yeah. he, you know... I mean, come he, on, he, the, the guys got in with Favreau and Iron Man, he's doing okay. He, he can, he yeah, can do whatever I, he wants as far as I'm concerned. Well, here's the thing. I think he... It's, it's not a classic or anything. Like, nobody needs to see this movie more than once, if that. But I do think they got away with it. I think it works well enough for what it's trying to oh, be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I was expecting a total train wreck, if I'm honest. And uh, mm-hmm. it, actually, oh, sure. it actually surprised me in a lot of ways. Because the first Christmas story is basically Christmas through the lens of the child, child memories. It's like I'm reimagining this perfect mm-hmm. Christmas, and it's a little too good to be true. There's the bumps along the way and the hijinks, but overall, it's it's just a a child's memory of Christmas. And this one, they shift gears, and I'm like, please don't do that again, please don't. And they actually do Christmas from the viewpoint of an adult who's just tired, yes, who's just fucking tired, and all the stuff that makes Christmas terrible, but you slog on through anyway. And I thought that was an interesting choice to center the movie on, but it actually worked somehow. I don't know how yeah. how they yeah. pulled it off, but should it we did. should we say what what this movie is about? Yeah, for anyone sure. who stuck it out this long, they kill the old man in the first five minutes. Yeah, the old man oh dies my God. because yeah, what a surprise! Life isn't forever. Everyone's yeah. always surprised when somebody dies, but it's mm. like no, no, no. That's that's the normal thing. Anyway, yeah. dad dies, and so Ralphie and the family come out to celebrate Christmas with the mom, who's now Julie Haggerty, which is well, not a bad choice. Well, I mean, uh, Melinda Dillon retired so she wasn't coming back so yeah you know, so she's not playing she's not playing the same character at all but i like her i yeah. like julie Haggerty's i mean character. Yeah, yeah yeah i mean it yeah she works she's almost the eternal mom because she's just you know she's got that weird voice and it's just everything is <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's like the woman yeah. who's just been so rattled by life she doesn't want to talk loud i don't know anyway I mean, she comes out to help anyway. her and and uh meets up with the old gang and yeah, they have they have hijinks for a while before they remember that the original plot of the movie was a dead dad, and they get back uh, to that. And and then, yeah, but I I I was daring for them to bring back all of the OG actors for the other roles that from the kids all grown up. I thought that was weird, but it somehow like I, I'm looking, I'm like, oh yeah, so that's what that kid looks like now. 
<laughs> you could totally yeah. tell. It was so strange. Yeah. It was so strange. Well, so what have uh, you been up to? Is Porn. That, like, that would have been good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I worked with uh, Richard Pryor, and then my career went to shit. You know, that's the thing. Masturbate. The the thing is that like the reason the the parts with Flick and Schwartz specifically is where the movie fails for me, right? Because it's trying too hard to be the original, well, right? That, with them that, still daring each other to do stupid and that shit was, that and was fantasy the, sequences. That was the same crutch in like, Christmas Story too, as well. I mean, those two in that one couldn't act for shit, and it just ruined even further. Yeah, so. but but the thing is, the reason this movie works for me is it has the good sense to be its own movie. Yeah. Right? Like, it has a good sense to have its own gags, not different gags. In fact, when they hint at the old gags, like the Bumpus Hounds, they don't go there, right? They don't, they don't redo those scenes. <laughs> if anything, they're stealing bits from Christmas Vacation. Yeah. But... That was, this, um, this one definitely felt more Christmas Vacation-y to me. Uh, yeah. Very much in structure. You know, the big tree and the sledding yeah. and all of that, But right? I'll tell you, you talk about but, they, they borrow the 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 winky wink nods to the original and i think the the one that really worked for me though was when they end up having the snowball fight and ralphie ends up beating his daughter in the eye and it's a throwback to you'll shoot your <laughs> eye out and i thought that yeah, was very yeah. very well done because the little girl just gets up on the stump right when he's letting one rip and it just hits her in the face <laughs> i'm like that's okay it made me laugh i'm, I'm not gonna lie mm-hmm. uh, uh but there you go I, but yeah, in general, the characters are believable. The kids are doing kid things, and the adults are doing adult things. And and again, people are are kind of lame. You know, everybody procrastinates, and the mom is drinking. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and yeah, there's so, a lot so of many casseroles. So many casseroles. Which makes a lot which, more sense. Yeah. I mean, I don't know because because got... like the only way grown ups get through Christmas is a lot of drinking. Well, right. Yeah, that's just grown up life. But I don't know if you guys have ever uh, lived much in the Midwest, uh, but Oh sure, but growing up, living. A, yeah. But as a kid growing up uh, in the Midwest, the the casserole thing is not an exaggeration by any means. In this movie, mm-hmm. there are so many casseroles, <laughs> and that just made me laugh because that is just that's Midwest right there to a T. Mm-hmm. So you know, but I like that the uh, yeah the 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 crux of this one is not the Red Rider BB gun. It's I need a radiator for my '66 Plymouth. And I thought that's the most <laughs> adult thing ever. And good on you. Because I'm like, that's just practical, you know? And so it, it was amusing that that was their, their, their big Christmas. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, and they also had uh, another smart move here, which is they bring in Ralphie's wife. Mm-hmm. And she is such a great straight man to the rest of this nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> right? You know? She she kind of anchors the movie in a way that everybody else can't because she's not familiar. So she she can kind of be the the outside observer to to this thing. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think they tapped into and maybe again this. Only, I don't know if this only works for our generation and older, but you know by setting it exactly the same number of years later and it's in the seventies. You know, I felt like they did a good job of being authentic. Well, uh, in a lot of the stuff, which and, is what the first movie also did well, and Christmas Story Two completely fails at. Well, where this one, they you could tell they committed too, because this was a Warner Brothers production, and they used the the seventies Warner Brothers logo to start oh, right. to start it. And I thought <laughs> that okay, that's someone that, who's paying very close attention to the details of the period. I'm like, good yeah. on you. I've seen that a few times in the last few years. People are yeah. paying attention. You know, people are using that logo, but. Also, yeah, they, it, things look that same 70s shitty that I remember from my childhood. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember everything looking like it was shot through a brown lens. It, it, it felt that way to me. Yeah. You watch The I Godfather, mean, it looks that way. It's just, but what's so weird is if you read up on it, they, they filmed it in like uh, Budapest, like Hungary or somewhere. Yeah. Like somewhere yeah. like <laughs> Eastern Europe, and they basically just recreated the, the street and the town on a big giant like soundstage set or whatever. <laughs> it was like, I was like hungry yeah. and Bulgaria. It was hungry in Bulgaria. <laughs> yeah. Apparently I'm like, that's so yeah, that makes weird. sense. That yeah. works. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, snow, but, uh, but I just, I don't know. I, I, I was kind of flat for a good chunk of it. Cause it's just weird seeing Billingsley as an adult, like the, vo- the voice and the face don't quite connect for me. And so that was a weird thing to kind of get over. But by the end, 
when they finally realize that they're making a Christmas movie and they realize that all the gifts have been stolen and what are we going to do? And then they wake up the next day and all the gifts have appeared because the dad, before he died, had stored, you know, hoarded them in the basement. And then he's not there, but he's like his last gift to his family. I mean, I will admit, I go, I'm like, oh, there's a, like a tiny little tear in my eye. Tiny little tear. Yeah. You got me. They you got, got me. They got the, the heartstrings going. <laughs> yeah. I, I misread that scene, by the way. I did not. So I had to have that pointed out to me by my family after the fact. Really? I had thought. Yeah, I had thought. And I'm not making this up. I had thought that. So so we're spoiling the end of A Christmas Story Christmas, folks. And, Suckers. Eh, whatever. Suckers. Um, so there's a point at which they've spent their last dime on, you know, on these Christmas presents, and then they all get stolen uh, from the trunk of their car. Yeah. And I had thought that the that the mom had either recovered them or had, in fact, stolen them herself and had wrapped <laughs> them up as though they were from her dead husband to make that, there, you know, Christmassy. There's ah, your next sequel. There's your next sequel. That would have made more sense. That yeah. That's your mm-hmm. next, like, Rogue Squadron sequel. Like the whole, like the mom's journey to recover the stolen presents. That would be awesome. I thought we were actually going to tie in the homeless dude from uh, A Toy Story 2. The one who oh, like God. takes the cash that he has to oh, throw down God. with. And yeah. he steals the presents. I'll show you not writing me into your movie. And Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, uh, I don't know. So, but they, they do enough callbacks, but I do like that they, uh, they wrapped up Scud Farkas in a very appealing way. It's like yeah. he, he's like an adult. He's like, yeah. yeah, I was a fucking dipshit as a kid, and I'm really sorry. So Merry Christmas, Ralphie. I really <laughs> like, wanted wow. more of him. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, they, they made smart choices on a lot of the things, but it's just, yeah. At some point, they forgot it was a Christmas movie, and then it was a Christmas movie, and then, oh, wait. You know, it was a little uneven for me, but enjoyable. What, what, I, what I thought was interesting is you called out. Uh, Billingsley's voice and actually that was one of the first positive notes I made was Billingsley himself does the narration yeah. and he has to do it in the style of Gene Shepard right. and he does it well enough like it's, again it's okay. I think he kind of got that voice right and I think his character had to then sort of use that same kind of voice or it wouldn't have made sense Yeah, but I, I, I was sitting there thinking he spent a lot of time with a voice coach trying to get this voice, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I don't know. I think it's just because I've never really seen Billingsley do anything as an adult. He's perennially Ralphie Barker. Mm-hmm. And so it's just... Well, he's an elf and an elf. Yeah, but, but I don't yeah. ever recognize Scientist him as an elf. from Iron yeah. Man. Yeah. So it's just, I never really recognize him because he's usually doing the smaller parts and whatnot. So it's sure. to me, it's more, it's like, it's Christmas story and like, uh, was it real people? Was he in real people? Was there a child correspondent or whatever? So that's what I remember. And so it's just, it's just strange, uh, to see him grown real up. Real people. My God. Wow. Wow. Deep, we got a real people reference. Cut. Yeah. You know, yeah. You remember he was on P- real people, Pulling? right? Oh yeah, yeah. We all watched yeah, real yeah. people. Yes. Yeah. But some of us have moved on from the seventies. <laughs> Yeah, that was, mean, was that the knockoff of that's incredible or was that's incredible. The knockoff of real people. Uh, that was so Mad Magazine's parody was called "That's Real Incredible People." Yeah, um, so yeah. they were contemporaneous, I think. Yeah, I one was know. on like ABC and one was like NBC. I think Real People was the NBC version or some shit. Yeah, but uh, but they like yeah they made Peter Billings like their child correspondent or something to like reel us in. But you know, but so, then yeah, he, but then he's um, here. The only note that uh, I will say it's. Uh, it was set in 73, and at no point did they ever show them watching Charlie Brown Christmas or uh, it, Couldn't get It's the a Wonderful Life or anything yeah. like that. And I thought, come on. They got a TV now. Come on. Well, so. I'm not sure that's uh, It's a Wonderful Life was like, isn't that a bit later that it became like a TV that was more of a Yeah, that was more of a TBS thing, right? Well, no, because yeah. it, it... Or WGN. Because that was one of the first public domain movies and so networks would just show yeah it. but but it was a basic cable thing before it really like I think took it, off i right? think it like, predates cable was... people were watching it because it was just cheap to show i don't mm. know you could correct that some would other be time. interesting Maybe. finding out more about Maybe. that yeah the charlie brown thing was definitely a thing though and, and the grinch and you know or I mean? the rankin bass rudolph stuff would yeah. have been would have been appropriate yeah. there that would but, have been you know, right. 
But at least they did all the greatest hits and they tweaked it just enough to where it wasn't sort of, uh, you know, just obvious fan service. And then, you know, they kind of do the lingering, here's the pink bunny suit in the attic and here's the leg lamp and blah, 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 blah. So it's like they, they brought up all the hits out, but they didn't just repurpose them. It was tasteful. Yeah. It was tasteful. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, Merry Christmas. So, so, yeah, I think in summation, look, you probably don't actually need to ever watch a Christmas story again in your life because it's probably like seeped into enough <laughs> yeah, of your neurons burned that you can into just recall the bits brain. you care about. Yeah. And like but, everything else we do on this show, we did the heavy lifting. You know? Yeah. Yes. If we you go watch this movie now, it's like spitting in our faces. <laughs> <laughs> well, never ever watch a Christmas story too. Like oh, you've been God. told. Just That's don't, just, people. Yeah. And don't even fine if you don't want to watch a Christmas story, but you want some Christmas schmaltz. I mean, a Christmas story Christmas is not as good as the original, but it's sure a hell of a lot better than a. What's better than Santa Claus the movie? Yeah, I'll tell you that. Oh yeah, um, it's probably even better than the the Santa Clauses, even like all this. mm, Yeah, no. I'm not going to find out. <laughs> you know, this is, and, and this isn't a one-sided conversation if you disagree and really like that uh, Santa Claus the movie. I'd love to hear an argument for Santa Claus the movie or anything else we talk T- about. Tell them how and, they can give you an argument like that, Eric. Yeah. Well, funny you should ask. Uh, we're on the social medias, Magnificently Huge on Facebook. For the moment, Mag Huge on Twitter. Uh, you mm-hmm. can email us at magnificentlyhuge at gmail.com. You can come to the site and find all this shit there at uh, maghuge.com yeah, uh, have I missed that. anything are we on uh, the tiktok yeah. yet the tiktok we're I'm not on the tiktok up. what am I saying the tiktok we're, for we're barely that really on the came insta. out of my mouth we're barely on the killed. insta yeah but just uh, a sure. final note Eric uh, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie fuck you Except that um, it is a Christmas movie. God, I'm just going to fade this out. Merry, merry, merry episode, everybody. Subscribe to the show. We'll see you next week. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfuckers.